the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And if you listen to my colleague on the SiriusXM and Fantasy show, this week it's been Mr. Lundy, but normally it's Senior Fun Buns Brandon Funston. And he has a bit of a fantastic crush on one Michael Carter. And Lundy, I saw this yesterday. You and I even talked about him on uh, the radio show earlier this week based on his player prop. And actually, too, on this podcast, uh, because his player prop on rush yards this season is 575.5, which is absurdly low. And we broke out the sledgehammer on the over, and understandably so. Well, we got a little bit more news about his early returns in New York Jets training camp, and Lundy's already running with the ones. So I decided to you know, do a little scouring of the internets uh, to see what his offensive rookie of the year odds are at, and unbelievably, at FanDuel, 50-1. to 1. If he is indeed the main man for this Jets team with an improved offensive line this season, hopefully Zach Wilson's going to sign on the dotted line and get to camp sooner rather than later. You know, Michael Carter is one of those long shots. If you want to swing for the fences, he can get hot. Maybe there's, you know, God forbid, some injuries to some of the major guys that are front runners in this category. Maybe, just maybe, you're saying there's a chance he could score the Offensive Rookie of the Year honors again at 50 to 1 your thoughts uh my thought is that you're getting uh, distracted by the shiny object in the corner it's like uh, all of a sudden all of a sudden there's like one little report and a couple of highlight clips on oh. somebody's on somebody's like iPhone 6 and all of a sudden you're ready to drop a 50 to 1 bomb on everybody uh look i'm excited about what he has the capability of doing but I'm not calling for rookie of the year all of a sudden. And mostly that's because it's the J E T S yuck, yeah. yuck, yuck. Yeah. Well, I get it. But, you know, I love the skill set. Uh, he was number six Me in too. yards after contact, number five in total missed tackles, fours last season, had the most runs of 15 or more yards in any running back. At the FBS level. So, yes, it is a stab of the bark, uh, dark. Yes, it is a Hail Mary with uh, seconds expiring off the clock. But, you know, is he worth a, an Andrew Jackson? Sure, at 50-1. to one. Let's let it ride. And with that, on this hashtag Tequila Thursday, bartender, bartender, pour me another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, uh, these are submissions for some of our loyal listeners here. We thank you for tuning in regularly to the Faith and Noise podcast. Uh, so I'm going to give a shout-out to the person that submitted each one of these player futures because they wanted their curiosity quenched. Let's start off with one from at Eric L. Pauly, and he's like, yo, Evans, yo, Lundy, I need to know about the dachshund of the desert. He's going to scurry those little legs on the ground this season, of course, we're talking about Kyler Murray. 680.5 rush yards is the prop. The under, I think, is going to hit here at minus 110. Pull this one from DraftKings. Hey, look what Murray's done his first two years in the pros uh, back in 2019. 544 yards on the ground on 93 carries last season. 
you know, shifted in a high gear on 133 rush attempts, 819 yards. Now he is, uh, you know, openly expressed his desire to run less this year, and maybe that was the impetus of bringing in James Conner to pair with Chase Edmonds, who's apparently bulked up and thinks he's going to carry the rock like 250 times. Uh, though I believe that is far fetched. You bring in AJ Green, you sign as well the rookie Rondale Moore, who you acquired via the NFL draft. So maybe there is going to be more balance here and less of a reliance on Kyler Murray to make plays with his legs. Now, you look at some of the prognosticators out there. Fantasy Football Today has got him for 747. Uh, Jeff Ratcliffe of the Rants podcast, also available right here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. He's got him projected for 730. And Mike Clay at ESPN, 727. But I kind of am following what Kyler Murray is selling Publicly, I think he's going to be right around 650, 660 in the end. Uh, I don't think they want to run him as much and make sure that he is well protected, though he does do an excellent job of getting out of bounds and sliding Russell Wilson style in the open field. So, fade or follow under Kyler Murray, 680.5 rush yards, minus 110 at DraftKings. Shout out to Eric L. Pauly on this one. Uh, I think this is a really well-set number, Brad, and it's because I think it's one thing for Kyler to say that's what he wants to do, but I think it's another one for it to actually wind up happening in the games. I think he's going to tuck underneath this number, but I think it's going to be damn close. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a really, really well-set line by the guys, uh, by the wise guys at DraftKings. I think they've got a pretty good idea that, yeah, he can talk about being up underneath that, and they want to try to throw the ball. They want to try to, uh, uh, you know, create more of that passing game and not have him have to scramble and run the risk of getting injured but at the same time it's in his dna dude i mean yeah, it's just true. this guy is just a scrambler and i think no matter how hard they try he's probably gonna have four or five games over the course of the season where he is running maybe for his life or maybe by design uh from an offensive standpoint and this number is going to push its way up so really well set line i'll be honest from a betting standpoint i'm probably would stay away from it but push come to shove i'm going to tuck just under stay in the kennel this season kyler number four all right let's move on and let's go down to the heat and humidity and also excessive vitamin d this time of year get some beach time in miami and let's talk about miles gaskin this one submitted by at alex zabo s-z-a-b-o 23 on twitter thanks alex for listening to the pod uh and gaskin his line right now at DraftKings sportsbook 750 point Five rush yards, and I am over on that at minus 115. He saw what he did last season. Kind of a surprise sensation for this Finns team uh, on 14.2 carries per game. He averaged 58.4 yards per game. If you stretch that out over a 17-game season, that was a 993 rush yards pace. I think Miami's going to have a top 15 offensive line. Uh, you've got Devontae Parker there. You add Jalen Waddle the mix along with Will Fuller. Uh, he acquired via free agency, so Tua's going to have some opportunities. We're going to talk about a Tua prop here coming up a little bit later on in the prop uh, in the pod to you know lighten fronts for Miles Gaskin. I know Gaskin is an exceptional receiver out of the backfield, so it does also give him an advantage to acquire snaps. Uh, and he also forced a missed tackle. Very impressive, twenty one point eight percent of the time last season. That was top twelve of the running back position. So again, looking at some of the soothsayers out there, uh, Michael Clay's got him at eight hundred and sixty three yards on 207 carries Jeff Ratcliffe 805 yards on 196 carries and interestingly fantasy football today which is normally pretty aggressive with their projections 
just 187 carries and 787 yards, but still over comfortably this 750.5 rush yards line as long as he toes. Uh, the line at 200 carries this season. I know Savan Ahmed will push in for some of that early down work. I still believe he will get over this and do it with a sweat-free payout. So, fade or follow, my over, Miles Gaskin. 750.5 rush yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. No reason to change out the undies on this one, man. We're going to be no, <laughs> no. It is whatsoever. Miami, though, man. You can do that in, like, you know, a blink of an eye. The humidity is oppressive. Yeah, it does sort of hit you like a wall when you uh, walk out of a building down there. Yeah. No, I'm I'm following on this one. I like the over. I think he gets up above 800. This is about the the volume that's there. And even if he is in a sharing uh, situation with Ahmed, I I just think he's going to wind up getting up over this because I think he's going to earn it. I think this is one where his performance, his skill set, uh, earns him the carries uh, and earns him the opportunity share that he deserves, and that gets him up over this number. I think this is comfortable, unlike the Kyler Murray number that had me a little bit nervous. This this one I really like because I think Gaskin's going to be up in the 800s with relative ease, and hopefully you're cashing early. Slam on the gas. Roll with the over on the Miami running back. Number three. All right, staying in Miami, let's talk about Tua Tagovailoa. Kind of a popular sleeper selection in fantasy circles this year. Well, let's see uh, where the rubber hits the road here. The over-under on past TDs for Tua, I pulled this one from BetMGM, is set at 24-and-a-half. Uh, and thanks for the suggestion, at UNC underscore GOAT underscore 23. And I'm leading toward the under on this one at minus 125. I think it's a very well-set number for Tua, to be honest with you. But he has got to make major strides in a lot of the efficiency categories where he struggled moderately a season ago. Just a 6.3 YPA he had last season, only 29 attempts per game. Maybe you'll see an uptick in that category in his second season. Again, adding those weapons, as I mentioned before, Will Fuller and Jalen Waddell to go along with Gusecki and Devontae Parker. Uh, But where he really needs to improve he was number 30 in just completion percentage last year, Lundy. Number 29 in pressure rate. So it wasn't like he was under constant duress. He had some clean pockets. But even worse, number 50 in red zone completion percentage. That's right, 5-0. And number 24 in deep ball completion percentage. I think it's going to be a balanced offense. I think Brian Flores does want to lean on the ground game of that one-two punch of Gaskin and Ahmed uh, because he is a defensive-minded guy, wants more ball control. So I think uh, two is going to leave the gun in the holster more often than people believe. And as a result, I'm going to say exactly 24 passing touchdowns. And to compare that to some of the other projectors out there, Clay's got him for 23, Ratcliffe 25, so barely over, and fantasy football today at 23. Are you with me? Feed or follow my Tua under 24 and a half passing TDs, minus 125 at BetMGM. I'm in line with Mike Clay. I'm going to go with the 23 number, so I will take Mm. the under, as a matter of fact. This is not only just watching him make his uh, progressions. They've got – I know on it, I've seen folks that have said they're basically in, you know, one of the easier schedules ranking about fifth, sixth easiest, depending upon how you look at how people have it ranked overall. But I, there are some games in there that he's going to get <laughs> that he's going to get rocked. Yep. Uh, and in particular, I could see that happening in both of the contests that they've got against Buffalo in the division. Uh, he's going to have some difficult games in there. And you could see some games where his stat line might be, you know, zero touchdowns and two picks. Um, he may get it done in a couple others. He may 
flash at times, but I think because he's going to have a couple of games in there, including against Tampa, uh, that are going to be challenging for him from a defensive standpoint, I think that is going to keep him under because I think he's going to have some weeks that he disappoints. Over whatever the interception line is for Tua week one in New England. That's, I'll just toss that out there right there. It could be a rocky start for his yes. 2021 season. Stay tuned for my top picks in the MLB Plus bonus time in the NBA Draft. Number two. All right, let's head to the diamond here, Lundy. Yesterday, a little bit of a mixed bag for your boy. Uh, I missed on both of my strikeout props, McGill. Uh, fell just one short. Oh, Captain Hook, you are, you rat bastard. Uh, so he had six strikeouts. I had the over on six and a half. Andrew Heaney actually struck out eight Rockies. Uh, so I had the under there on six and a half. That didn't cash out. However, uh, Heaney did go over on the earned runs. I uh, lost out on the Yankees and Rays total, but uh, the two-legger, I believe, hit with Giolito and the Angels, and Shoatani got an RBI at plus 110. So I'll take that. I'll take it a day he long. Sm- he smashed a three-run bomb. So, yeah, we got that one all diggity day. All right. Well, let's hope uh, all diggity day will apply to the Brew Crew, and we're going to be raising a glass of suds in triumph at Pittsburgh. I'm taking the over, man, on four and a half runs. Juice to the over a little bit at minus 125. Pull this one from, from, from DraftKings, but I think it most certainly applies, and it's well worth paying up to load and lock in. Chad Cool. Uh, on the mound against the Brew Crew. Uh, this season, in two starts against Milwaukee, eight and a third innings pitch, eight earned runs. Uh, you look at the Brewers, a 774 OPS uh, post-All-Star break and averaging 6.1 runs per game over the last 10. And more telling and really more promising for this over to hit, they have gone over in 10 of 12 contests against the Buccos this season. So I think at least a five spot will be applied to the scoreboard. Give me Milwaukee over four and a half runs in Pittsburgh, minus 125 at DraftKings. Fader, follow. Absolutely follow. And, ooh, maybe those Brewers are going to show up again in bonus time. But, yes, I'm going to follow on this one uh, against Chad Cool. This is a – I think Milwaukee might put six or seven on the board. Uh, The over-under in this game is only eight. Uh, and I'd be really tempted to take the over in this one because I think Milwaukee is going to have themselves a nice game on the road against Pittsburgh. Yeah, slam some beers for the Brewers. Number one. All right, let's head out west and let's talk about uh, the Colorado Rockies who we featured yesterday and, um, you know, left a little leg on my face. Uh, They're taking on the uh, San Diego Padres, and I'm going to go with the Fernando Tatis Jr., RBI. So pick it up from the show. Tani RBI that we hit yesterday. I'm going to apply it to Tatis today. It's plus 130 at DraftKings. You look at what Tatis Jr. has done. And 15 at-bats against Kyle Freeland, who is on the bump uh, for the Rockies. In his career, Tatis hitting 333 with four ribbies and 15 at-bats against Freeland. He's batting 324 in his last 15 games with nine RBIs. Though, he's hitting a paltry 250 with six ribbies and 28 bats against the Pebbles from Colorado this season. But uh, given his success against Freeland at home tonight, Tatis Jr., again, swinging a hot stick. I think we'll log an RBI. Maybe he'll go yard like Otani did last night. Fade or follow Tatis Jr. to knock one in at plus 130.
lately when the Rockies are on the road and really just this entire season when the Rockies are on the road, it's a good idea to go find yourself some total bases, some hits, maybe some RBIs of whoever their opponent is. It really doesn't <laughs> matter to me who it is. They could be playing just about anybody, including like a community college somewhere in the Bay Area. Uh, and I would take some RBIs in that one because the Rockies are just not the same team on the road this season. Um, I know people talk about the Coors Field effect, but this season is even more in effect uh, than it has been in recent years. So this is one where every time they are on the road, I expect the other team uh, to rack up some runs just like the Angels did uh, in the contest last night. And I think that it will be the Padres yet again, even though uh, as you look at this contest and it seems it seems like it should be one where maybe you get something out of Kyle Freeland. No, no. Down in San Diego, uh, they're going to be scoring a lot of runs. I can't believe the over-under is only eight. Yeah, that's kind of wild, no doubt about it. All right, let's get to some bonus time. We got the NBA draft tonight. Yeah, I'm going to go with – let me give you two MLBs first. Let All me right. start off there, and then we're going to go to the NBA draft. Quickly, Eduardo Rodriguez on the bump for Boston tonight, taking on Toronto. His strikeout prop, Brad, is five and a half. Yep. I will take the over. Ooh. He has taken on Toronto twice this season, and both times he has had six Ks mm -hmm. in those contests. So I will take the over. It's juiced to minus 125, but I'm willing to pay the juice because I think he is going to get, yet again, another half dozen strikeouts also give me a two-leg parlay i just mentioned the brewers i'm going to take the brewers against pittsburgh but because it's juiced up let me pair that up with another heavy favorite uh on the docket for tonight that's the tigers at home taking on the orioles we know it's always fun to fade the o's so we put baltimore and detroit or excuse me uh put milwaukee and detroit together it's a plus 148 and my favorite uh bet for the nba draft tonight uh, near and dear to your heart, Brad, Ayo Desumu. Yep. Uh, he is an over-under of pick 26 and a half. And I am on the under yes, because sir. the Denver Nuggets, where my pasty white butt sits uh, here in the Mile High City, um, I don't think he gets past Denver. Um, at 26. And so to me, I think that's a, uh, a hard out. I think it's a brick wall. And I think IU winds up going within the top 26. And I can snag that one. I believe I saw it at a minus 115. So I will take that juice. Yeah, it's up to minus 125. And I'm going to piggyback on that because I'm 100% with you on this. So, you know, from people that I have talked to and sources that I have, and I actually have a couple over here locally, they have been hearing um, whether they're gathering their information, who the heck knows? And there's, you know, smoke screens all over the place. They don't believe Io is going to get past uh, 22, which is the LA Lakers. Uh, so, you know, a lot of the projectors and uh, draft prognosticators out there, like at CBS, I've seen him at 25 and 26 to Denver. At the Athletic, I've seen him go to Houston at 24, also 25 to the Clippers. The latest I've seen him go is to Utah at 30 across all these mocks. And you're right, look, he's not going to get past the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets need depth in that backcourt in the worst way, especially with Jamal Murray coming off a gruesome knee injury. And I would assume he's a guy that's got you know, game-breaking skills. He can fly in the open floor. He improved on his three-point shot, plays excellent defense. He's long. He's athletic, handles the ball extraordinarily well. So he would be an excellent fit for the Nuggets if he is there at 26. So I'm with you. That is my top prop in the NBA draft tonight. And going back to the diamond, uh, let's go yard with Eric Haas 
of the Detroit Tigers. You were picking on Baltimore with the Tigers, uh, you know, in bonus time as well. I think Haas is going to hit a home run at plus 250 available at William Hill. Uh, he's going up against Alexander Wells, who, yeah, on the surface got a 4.35 ERA, but his XERA is at 7.30. So the correction is coming, and he's given up 1.74 home runs per nine. Haas this season against left-handed pitching. 319 batting average, nine home runs, and just 72 at-bats, and he's riding a nine-game hit streak with 14 RBIs over that stretch. So I think he eclipses a fence tonight again at plus 250. There you have it. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow that is up to you. Feed the noise.